Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Vols on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tessie Homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm doing great. But I can't let this day pass without giving a shout out to our guy, the Flying Hawaiian. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, you beautiful <laughs> bastard out there in Hawaii. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big day over here. You know what? Yeah, you know you're old when your youngest brother turns 40, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but I wish him a happy birthday, as always. Wish he was here. But uh, we're going to get to see him a little bit more, I think, later in the season. So uh, maybe you can catch a game or something with us. But Flying Hawaiian, you're out there. Happy birthday, brother. Love you. Yep. Man, he's having a lot better day than Shane Beamer. <laughs> he <laughs> <say> so. <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh what was that movie with uh john candy and he had that plastic uh he had that plastic cast on you remember that and they went like outdoors vacation or something like that was it uncle buck uh, uh, no it was, it was after it was around that time frame but mm. uh yeah he goes on vacation and and he broke his leg so he had that plastic, uh, that plastic cast on. But I'm oh, sorry, you said vacation Hawaii. I, I went there. So, uh, but Let, yeah, let's play the clip. Let's, yeah. for anybody that missed, I don't know how you did. If you, you're listening to this at this point in time, but Shane Beamer, after the Florida loss, he didn't take it so well. Shane, he he take it worse than some of these Gamecock fans. Yeah, <laughs> Shane, a couple of th- things. Did I see you limp in here? Do we need an injury update on you? Yeah, I uh, might as well say it now because y'all are going to ask on Saturday after the game. I broke my foot um, on Saturday, uh, so I'd rather just get it out there and say it and not have y'all speculating. And then after the game on Saturday in Missouri, you ask. I called Coach Tanner, told him, make sure he was okay with it, and he died laughing when I told him. So obviously there's not a lot of empathy from him. Um, <laughs> it was uh, – uh, after the game, and certainly that was a gut-wrenching emotional loss, and, and uh, I was frustrated and kicked something that I shouldn't have kicked and, and uh, thought I was okay, but journaling of the game wore off, and before anybody starts the narrative, like the head football coach is frustrated and lost his poise and all that, no, I care. And um, uh, I care about these kids, and I was really upset on Saturday night because I didn't do enough to help them uh, get over the hump and win the football game. So don't think I have to have surgery, but there is a broken bone in my foot. It hurts like you know what, but, you know, I've got to show toughness and fight through it. Been one of those years. Okay. So. All right, Chase. So how about it? Broken toe. <laughs> and strangely enough, I don't know if you remember this, Shane, but that's exactly what happened to Jake Bentley Yeah. years ago in the opener when they lost to Carolina and kicked something out for the year. But uh, – couldn't get much worse for the Gamecocks right now, could it? Boy, it's 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 down there right now, and I see them. I, I've I've got a lot of I, we got a lot of loyal listeners out there in South Carolina, and there was a lot of optimism mm-hmm. coming off the way the season ended last year, coming into this season. Uh, but this was one of the teams we were worried about because of the strength of schedule right out of the gate, not just the schedule in general. It seems like yeah. South Carolina always has the toughest break when it comes down to scheduling, but. Are we being too hard on Beamer? Because, you know, I, I, I put this video out. And I didn't make the video. I think it was a Clemson guy that made this video. And and uh, it was talking about the emotional roller coaster of, of Shane Beamer, which, again, emotional coaching is part of the reasons why we like him. Because yeah. as an outsider, you probably hate it. I mean, we we I see all the Vol fans. They, they pile on any time Beamer comes out and says something a little cringy, you know. Right. But inside that locker room, the players really embrace it. They love it. And I think that's kind of what that team needs. So uh, are, are we being is us, and when I say us, like media, being a little too hard on Beamer right now, or, or are mm. we not being hard enough? Because expectations are a little higher now, you know, when you, when you end the season in top right. 25 fashion. Well, that's, this is kind of what comes with it, Shane, when you call out your players. Yeah. And not only did you do it in the postgame, but I missed it. I went back and watched the game. At the end of the first quarter, they were asking him, you know, how do you slow down Florida? And he says the same damn thing. We're calling these plays, and these players are not doing it. I mean, yeah. he said it during the broadcast. Yeah. So did he accidentally say it twice? I don't think so. I mean, he, he was keeping it real. 
but you can't say that. So, no, I don't think they're being too hard on him. I mean, this is a demanding job, mm-hmm. but this doesn't mean he should be run out of town. Right. This doesn't mean the future's not bright. But there was a reason, Shane. And these game cards, you're, you're right. They're they're mad at everybody. They're yeah, mad at the world right they now. They are feisty right now. But I picked them fifth in the East. I said Spencer Rattler, ninth quarterback in the SEC, yeah. and a lot of that had to do with his supporting cast, with his left tackle out for the year. Didn't he? Is it, I don't I don't know if he's technically out for the year, but he got mm-hmm. hurt in the spring game, unlikely to return, and now throw Juice Wells. Yeah. On top of it, injury. Um, yeah, I didn't think this was going to be a great year. Yeah. And I'm wrong a lot, but it doesn't seem like I was wrong on that. But. I would also say, Shane, we got a game coming up against Missouri, and this is the classic Beamer. What do they call it? Black Magic down there. Yeah. You know where you get destroyed one week and then you bounce right back and, and stun the world the next. So right. I'm not writing them off as long as Spencer Rattler, who has I, I called him number nine. I was dead wrong on that. Mm-hmm. He's he's top three. Yeah, he's not getting the help, but he's he's been great. But I will say, Shane, with broken bones and and press. Conferences not going your way, and now we got defensive coordinators locking up their Twitter. That's when you know things are going sideways, you know, on a, uh, uh, down there. And I'm, I'm not saying they're related at all, but I get it. As a Tennessee fan, you remember when Derek Dooley was coming out telling people about how to take bass and stuff like that, you know, and then all of a sudden he's sitting on a stool on the sideline with crutches. I'm not saying that they're similar, but, you know, it ain't fun when you're getting poked at, I've been there, uh, still being, I mean, we're, we've, we're like one loss away from, from being there again as Tennessee fans. So I understand, but, uh, you know, South Carolina needs to close out this season strong. And that's one thing that they've notoriously done yeah. with, with coach Beamer. Mm-hmm. And that's something that they can do with, if you look at, like, if you're comparing a Florida and a South Carolina back half schedule, I like I favor South Carolinas, and there is still opportunity there to to end the season strong. Yeah. Well, now I know one thing, especially you- if Dabo's down there saying, <laughs> you know, you know, he's already getting rid of all the fans, you know, because maybe we need to lose, you know, get rid of. Do you see that? I don't know if you, if that's even a clip, but damn, that was hilarious. Yeah, uh, I don't have the clip, Shane, but I I do have the comment. Let me throw this up here. And, and after after seeing this. Uh, I jokingly said I fully support him being yeah. the next Bama coach. Yeah. <laughs> if this is his damn mindset, what a joke is Dabo Sweeney. He says we're at the point where if you don't go undefeated, you're a loser. You're terrible, and that is just such a terrible mindset. Now he's got me there. I believe mm-hmm. that's true what yeah. he's saying there. But here's where he lost me. Honestly, maybe we need to lose a few games and lighten up the bandwagon. Sometimes the bandwagon can get a little too full. This is one thing about going a little so-called adversity. You really find out who's with you and who's not. You, you know what? I saw I saw this comment more from Alabama fans. Like, please, God, <laughs> don't let this be the next guy. Yeah. Which I don't think there's a shot in hell that Dabo is going to be. Mm. Do you really? You think oh, that yeah. there's? I don't. I don't think there's a shot. I, I don't personally. But fresh, fresh break for him from Clemson. Yeah, and, <laughs> he's oh, a he's a Bama guy, Shane. I, it's it's rough enough seeing him one one game a year. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I don't know if I can handle twelve. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, coaching drama and speculation, and people finally coming around, Shane, to what we've been saying. Jimbo's a clown. Yeah. Jimbo's a joke. I get it. You know they could still go nine and three. There's people. Still think that can happen. I don't understand what in the hell they're thinking. But, uh, I mean, where where are we at here, Shane, with Jimbo? You're, you're totally done with him. You think uh, he's got a ch- chance to save his no, job? No, he's done. Wait, he's, wait, before no. you even answer, let me <laughs> <laughs> fire, fire let, him. Fire Let me roll down the schedule here. <laughs> so we just lost to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. South Carolina at home. Yeah. They're hurting. But that's in two weeks. You got two. You got time to rest. At South, at excuse me, at Ole Miss, yeah, which you can't beat ever under Lane Kiffin. Mississippi State at home, which beats you regularly, yeah. Uh, Abilene Christian, never heard of it. Just <laughs> and, kidding, I have. <laughs> and at LSU, uh, if he doesn't win out, he's. I think he's he's going. Yeah, he's. I, I think he's done. Regardless, I just. I. I, I don't. You know, you've you've been with him for for what eighteen years now, and it's not going to happen. So I feel like that this firing is going to come at the end of the season, right? Um, and I'll throw this up on the screen, Shane. But uh, remember, we did our we did our win loss toss, yeah. and I just want to call attention to this, Shane, because Ray and M up at this point 
we had four wins and we had three tosses. Yeah. The tosses at Miami, Bama, and at Tennessee. And he's lost every damn one. Yeah. And this is the problem. You can't be losing all these tosses. Right. You have to win some. Now, we had at Ole Miss as a toss, so maybe he can win some favor back. But the only one we had is a surefire loss, which it may not be, but at LSU. I mean, that's going to yeah. be one hell of a tough game to win, considering yeah. you whooped them last year. And they may be playing for a right to go to the SEC championship. So you ain't going to catch them not fired up for that game. But to just the main point that I'm trying to make, Shane, is, again, say what you want about Jimbo, but if you're a good coach, you don't lose every damn toss-up you have with a better roster than many of these teams were called toss-ups. Yeah, no, and I think that's kind of where we're at. Year three, okay. You know, year two, okay. If you don't win some of these tosses, we can make excuses. But year six, it's like, what, what are we doing here? We've we've had plenty of time to to build the team exactly the way that you wanted it. Right. You know, get the coordinators that you wanted, and we're still going into games. And and this is the one that that gets me because I've been tricked <laughs> at the back. South Carolina fans are mad at me. Tennessee fans are mad at me. I never said Tennessee was overrated. Tennessee's not. But if you would have switched the these coaching staffs like at half and said, "Hey, listen, you go to this locker room, you go to this other one," Texas A and M would have won the game because I think that's I think it's more of a testament to how good the coaching staff is in Tennessee. Mm. They're getting more out of less. And I'm not saying Tennessee should not be a top 25 team. I think they should be, and they will be because again, they got a great coaching staff and they got they've got great players on that roster. Yeah. But when you're looking roster to roster. If Heupel and Banks were in College Station at the start of this season, they would not have lost any game, and they would have won these games by multiple touchdowns. It wouldn't even be close. wouldn't even be a question. The biggest question we'd be asking ourselves is, do we put them at first place or do we put Georgia? I'm just – that's where I feel that this roster could have been. Right. I mean, think about it. Anaya Smith, I mean, you give a, a toy like that to Heupel – well, that he'd be again the the next wide receiver to win the whatever that award. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's just where I'm at. So I'm not I'm not saying Tennessee's bad. I'm not. I'm saying we're getting the most out of Tennessee right now, and 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 I think that's a, a testament again of the coaching and the players. But what Jimbo has done to that program is just criminal. You know what I'm saying? We're right. at a point at this season that we're still making excuses for him, and we're getting out here and blaming inch. Everybody gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? Every, yeah. We got injuries all over. Look at South Carolina, riddled with injuries. So, no, I, I'm I'm out on Jimbo Fisher, and they have everything you need to be a successful program. They got it. Like if you yeah. were building it on a video game. Yeah, I'm to, glad you said that because this is not an anti A and M no argument. No. This is get a quality coach. Yeah. And it, let's say that job does open. Short of Nick Saban retiring, yeah, like he's going to do in a couple weeks here. But short of that, I mean, there's not going to be a better job than Texas A&M. It's a top 10-ish, maybe 12 at worst. But yeah. I, it's one of the few that today you put a quality coach in there, he's going to have every single thing he needs to win right. a national championship. And they have given Jimbo everything he's asked for. Right, and he's come short. So, and and to to that staff and that those boosters and everything like that, it's not like they've just gone out here and hired a lot of no names. Right, you know they have attempted to hire successful coaches. You go back to Sumlin, you go back, uh, uh, Jimbo again, a national championship coach. You know, they're, it's not like they're putting all their eggs in a, in a question marks basket. They're trying to find the leader, and it's just. They got tied up with this one, and and yep. I mean, it's just too much money involved, too much guaranteed money involved, and I get that. But every year, it's less and less, and and the less money, the less there's less patience that you're going to have down there in College Station. Mm -hmm. Our gas price is about to go up, so they can fire a new <laughs> coach down there. You know what I'm saying? We're about to all pay for this next coach. <laughs> all right, how about uh, big game? Let's let's preview some of these games, Shade. I know I know we're fired up for this Tennessee at Alabama game. Yeah. We already got trash being exchanged from Alabama, Shane. Let's kick it over. Jalen Milrow, he's already got his cigar for this damn game, Shane. 
you mentioned learning more about the rivalry this weekend. Cigars are a big part of it from the fan and player's perspective. Like yeah. when you're kind of an underclassman, are you noticing in the fourth quarter, maybe some Alabama fans starting to light them up in the fourth quarter? Like, can you smell it like recognize it while you're on the field? Yeah. Um, you know, with the time I've been here, you know, the rivalry is, you know, I'm learning more and more about the rivalry. And I say like to success, that's like the cherry on top of just smoking, you know, having that cigar at the end of the game. Um, and there's no better feeling, you know, to have that. Uh, but it's gonna be great for us, you know. We, we gotta, you know, take care of some little things before the game starts. But um, yeah, that's something to be excited for for sure. All right, Shane. Oh. So hey, I mean, I I like the confidence. I and he's mm. been playing better, and I don't I don't think it's debatable. He's better than Joe Milton, or at least he has been. Yeah. So I I get it. They're playing at home, revenge. But uh, how do you think this being received on Rocky Top? These these comments not good. Not good at all. I, I the only thing is I wish it was at home again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because this this was a rivalry that you know one of the comments that's floating around is Nick Saban last year making that little comment that it was kind of a rivalry. Mm-hmm. You know, and that always stuck with these ball fans and rightfully so because. But then again, it kind of was that you know it was a rivalry, but it was a game that we needed a mirror. I mean, we didn't. The closest one we had was what Lane Kiffin that field goal block you know mm-hmm. I mean it was many many years ago and then now we've got a program that was able to pull off the upset and kind of get that monkey off their back now you got a program that's not as afraid of you as as they have been in years past how about this so, though uh, I don't know if this caught your attention but this this blew my mind uh, shout out Stephen Lassen said it on the last episode mm-hmm. last year um what was the score? I think it was 52 49 or whatever. The over under is 49. Mm-hmm. In this year's matchup, like it's a <laughs> night and day different. You yeah, know what I mean? 100 I mean, points. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> How wild is that? That is wild. But it's, it's a testament to these teams, you know, you, they, both the coaching staffs. Again, I keep going back to that. They get the best of what they have. You know, they got Alabama's got a really good defense, Tennessee's got a really good defense. You know, they're keeping all these games in check because of that. Mm. And then they just need some sort of life on the offense. It's almost – these teams are very, very similar, Mike. I'm telling you, they, uh, they've they got a quarterback that both of them can throw down the field. Um, they can be mobile when they want to be. Obviously, Alabama's got the edge a little bit on that one. But yeah. the running game, just as competitive both on both sides. The offensive line had their ups and downs. And the defense is legit, and they're going to bring a lot of pressure. So I think that you're looking at two teams right now now that are very very evenly matched and and that's what i think that's what makes this game so so exciting is because again rivalries four or five years ago this was a 40 point 30 point spread you know and we're trying to convince each other that it could be a game but now it's going to be a game so what's your confidence level that tennessee can play the style that they've been doing defense running game Mm -hmm. take that on the road and beat this alabama team because let me know if you think this is fair or not, Shane. But when you look at Georgia and you look at Alabama, I realize very different teams at this moment, but they're built by two men that share the same philosophy, mm-hmm. defense, and and you know the, the same defense essentially. Yep. And every time I think of Georgia, it's hard to find a Georgia loss. But every time Georgia's lost or damn near came close, it's because the other team's got an elite quarterback and can throw it all over the right. yard. And that's the same thing with Alabama. When I think Alabama losing. The very few times it's happened, it's usually a quarterback and some good receivers winning one on ones. Mm-hmm. But that's not this Tennessee team. No. So if I don't even know if they can go that route, I, th- I think we kind of know their identity, and it's the complete opposite of that. So, what's your confidence level that they can go down to Tuscaloosa and and play this style and come away with a win? Well, I think that it could be done. And, and I think it was done last weekend. I ne- I didn't think Tennessee was going to run like they did against Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really thought that this defensive front was going to keep Tennessee in check, and that's why I thought it was going to come down to the arm of, of, of Milton, and it didn't. We didn't even need him to throw the damn ball. What, he did 100 yards? So I, I think there's still going to need to be some of that in this game. But I don't know, man. This, this rushing attack Tennessee has is just – it's the best right now, and and it's a three-headed monster, and these guys are all fresh when they come in there, and they don't want to come out. They know if they don't get a 10-yard run here that someone else is going to come in. So th- this is a 
angriest running back room. That's one of the, the best part. That's my favorite part about this whole squad is just how freaking angry those running backs run. They don't want to be tackled. It almost pisses them off if the first guy gets them. And that's why you're starting to see all these these yards after contact with Tennessee. It's it's impressive. You don't think Alabama's going to be cheated yeah, in yeah, and locked in so. just for that, though? They are, but Alabama doesn't think this is going to be a game because, again, why would they? This is Alabama. That's why they come down here. When they were being recruited to this school, they were beating the shit out of Tennessee at that time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I, I I think there's that narrative that's going on. That's why you got the quarterback coming out here saying these comments and and you don't think it's getting back to Tennessee's locker room. And I'm not saying that this is a eat like a, a dead heat even matchup. Obviously Alabama off these recruiting websites has a lot you know, a lot more stars than Tennessee does, but with what He's Hopple's been able to get out of Tennessee. They they stay in these games. You know the Florida one is the only one that just kind of sticks out there. But you could say that about South Florida with with Alabama. There's yeah. there's there's one or two games that wasn't characteristic of this team. But uh, what they've been able to do here lately, I think that's what that's going to make this game so damn competitive. Now you're talking up the Vols. Let's. I'm going to bring you back down to earth, Shane. Now I'm getting pumped up. It's Nick Saban. I want to smoke another cigar, man. I just got it, you know? <laughs> Thank Nick, you, Ollie. <laughs> Nick Saban's. I can't even finish this without laughing. Let's let's kick it over to Nick Saban, what he had to say about Tennessee's quarterbacks. Going up against Joe Milton this weekend, in the beginning of the year, everyone was talking about he could throw it 80 yards plus, and, but now he could beat you with your legs as well. What are you telling your guys this week about a dual-threat quarterback like that? Well, I, I think – I don't see, you know, Joe a whole lot different than, you know, what we played against in the past um, when Hooker was there. Uh, guy can throw the ball. He's accurate. He's got a strong arm. I uh, can make plays down the field, which, you know, they take a lot of vertical shots, and he certainly uh, has the capability of making those plays. But he's also athletic enough to extend plays in the pocket and uh, run uh, if necessary. So, um don't tell them anything different than any other time you're playing a quarterback. You can't get pushed by the quarterback. You got to keep the guy in front of you. You got to have disciplined pass rush lanes and you got to try to make the guy throw the ball on time, you know, from the pocket. And hopefully we can cover him well enough to make it work in the back end. All right, Shane. So I, I don't know. He's not seeing much of a difference between Hendon Hooker and Joe no. Milton. Um, One's a little taller. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How would he? His eyes are bad as bad as mine, you know. <laughs> Let me. All right. So I guess I I have to ask you this though. What what does Joe Milton have to do in this game for Tennessee? To I'm I'm not talking about being competitive because it yep. sounds like you're a man that's not expecting a win, but not surprised. I don't I don't know how to put it. But what does he got to do to win this ball game? Run the football. I know it sounds easy. It sounds like a simple, even Joe, even Joe mm. got to run the football because there's there's been no threat of that. In fact, Tennessee's running rushing attack really took off there at the end when they put some plays in. And I, I, I would guarantee that it was guaranteed runs. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, right. we're going to make Joe run. And then if he can kind of loosen up, because, again, you're going to have to throw it deep. There's going to have to be a little bit of that to, to stretch this field. But. You also stretch the field with Joe being mobile, which is something he, for some reason, it's so it's so frustrating because he is a big, fast back. They they had him on that stat. I don't know if you've seen that when he was running down the sideline. What game was that? Uh, a couple of games ago, was that UTSA? Yeah, and they had the yard. speed on it and something mm-hmm. like that. Who's the fastest fastest speed that was clocked that week? It's like Joe's got legs. You know what I'm saying? He can get going, and he's, I mean, he's six. It's what, 6'9", 285 pounds, you know? <laughs> He's built like a brick house, you know? Just fucking go, man. I don't yeah. understand. Sometimes to, to beat a team like Alabama, you're going to have to be the one. You're going to have to be the reason the chains move. Right. So if you need three yards and these running backs can't get it and you can't find a receiver, guess what? Your big ass needs to get it. You you need to get the three yards. And Joe has the ability to do that. He just hasn't unlocked it for some reason. That just that trigger like that – Flight or fight, you know, and he's got the fight because when he does hit, sometimes he gets up and he's pumped up, you know. Yeah. But then, then he's like, I don't want to get touched or something. It's it's weird. I've never seen a quarterback go up and down like he does. Now, what about the revenge factor for Bama? You you buy yeah. into that? I mean, hell, we got the quarterback talking about the cigars and everything like that. I mean, 
They're they're right now in position to to go to the SEC championship. They got to keep winning, mm-hmm. but it ain't happening if they can't beat Tennessee. So oh, yeah. it's not like they're going to be unmotivated. I, I think they're going to be super motivated. And these fans, I mean, I, I think to your point, like Nick Saban and company, they kind of forgot this is a rivalry. Yeah, uh, they don't they don't forget anymore after yeah. <laughs> after seeing what those Tennessee fans, you know, celebrating. So. Um, I will say this. It's like the games lately that they get up for, mm. they come out playing. When they got up for Ole Miss, you saw them yep. celebrating after that. When, you, when they got up for A&M, A&M they, they celebrated. Arkansas, they kind of limped into that one. And that's kind of what you want as a Tennessee fan is for them to just expect to win and roll over, uh, have the balls roll over. But, you know, having your your – you know, head honcho come out here and make comments about the cigars and stuff like that. You know, you know, there's buzz in that locker room. You know, Nick Saban wants this. That hurt him. There's two games that hurt him last year, and that was Tennessee and LSU. And, right. and he's begging the college football playoff committee to let him in. You know, well, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do it anymore. You know, you lost to Texas. You can't lose anymore. You've got to win out. So, yep. yep. Joe's a pretty confident guy. Um, did not play his best game the other night. How is his confidence now? Do you feel like you need to boost him up at all, or is he does he need any of that? I mean, I think you know when when you don't play your best football, you got to be able to wipe it clean. When you play your your best football, you got to be able to wipe it clean too. And um, at the end of the day, have a a routine that takes you to kickoff so that you are putting yourself in a consistent position to go play your best. Joe's been really mature in how he has prepared. Um, there's some things fundamentally that uh, he's done really well that he didn't do in, in the last one. Um, we got we to gotta be a little bit better in the pass game. That's him. That's, you know, the wideouts. It's, it's everybody. <laughs> All right, how about this one, Shay? This is called this uh, the must-win bowl over here. Mississippi State at Arkansas. Yeah. Two coaches desperate for a win. They, these two are 0 for 7, Shane, in, in SEC play. Yeah. We got to get one. And uh, I've been saying it, Shane, I think – there's an excellent chance mm-hmm. the losing coach is not going to come back next year. I think that's fair to yeah. say. Yeah. Because this is this is bowl hopes on the line here. So uh, Mississippi State coming off a bye. We still don't have – they're keeping it coy. Will Rogers? Mm-hmm. I think that's smart. They're not going to say because that, that now Arkansas has got to prepare for Mike Wright. They're so different. So why why give that away? But I think he'll play, but I have – I'm not – Basing that on any inside knowledge, so I I don't even know I don't I don't even know who's going to start for Mississippi State. But uh, thoughts on Arkansas? You know you lose five in a row, yeah. but you're competitive. I mean this is gut punch after gut punch. Can they get up off the mat and get this win? Well, I, I, I don't. Uh, I'm not asking you to predict the game, but but how do you see this this one playing out? Mississippi State at Arkansas. I think, like you said, this is a, a huge monumental game for both coaches personally yeah. maybe maybe a little bit more personal than the fan bases because the fan bases are they're hit, they're touch and go you know i'm right. not gonna lie i i i follow a lot of arkansas guys and and you know it's like they just got put through a ringer i've heard everything from fire the guy who makes the schedules to you know, <laughs> know what i'm saying like you got you got hunter coming out to, you know pleading with the fans that hey we got to get behind them we got all these home games right. you got to finish strong sam knows this they they know it the, the whole crew knows it they knows this is important and it's not just winning we don't want to see close games why because we've seen close games and close games usually end with close losses and we don't right. want to see that arkansas needs a big win you know what I'm saying? They need to come out here and absolutely destroy Mississippi State. But so does Mississippi State, you know, because you asked Arnett, is he done? No, Arnett wants to stay here for years. He wants to be the next best coach that they're talking about retiring in the SEC. Right. And to do that, you're going to have to start winning these games. You've got a wounded pig coming in. You know what I'm saying? You have an opportunity to put it down. So this is uh this is going to be a wild game and I have I'm not touching this. I'm not telling you I'm Morristown haunting anything right now, <laughs> but by gosh, this game may be sponsored by them by the time we get there Saturday. Right. And I think it's natural to think that Arkansas, you know, Sam Pittman's out here saying this is we have to win it. We yeah. must win this game. There's a pressure, not only pressure, but seven games or eight games, eight games, I believe, yeah, eight games in eight weeks for Arkansas, mm-hmm. whereas Mississippi State's coming off a bye. So, you know, advantage Mississippi State there. Um, again, the uncertainty of who's going to play quarterback. We'll see what wrinkles they throw out after their first bye week. Miss, this Mississippi State coaching staff, who knows what they come up with. But, 
Mm. I'm, I'm interested in this one. And it sounds like Shane Rocket Sanders done for the year. It sounds like Jeez. he didn't play last week. Yeah. I think, you know, I think you got to read between the lines. It depends on who you ask, but maybe not 100%. And mm-hmm. he, he's not going to risk his future. Other people say he's shutting it. I hope he's not shutting it down just for the NFL. But I also think if he's, if he's 70, 80%, you know, you don't want to, he's got a big future ahead of him. Yeah. He, he can't risk his, I don't think that's shutting it down if you're not good enough to go. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, he gave it a go, but I don't, it sounds like he's done. So I don't think he's going to be playing this game. Of course, they didn't need him. No. Because Alabama nearly knocked him off. So right. they got a very talented running back room. Yeah. So I don't, but that is a loss still. But, um, uh, Mississippi State. And I like his defense, man. I mean, the defense got after right. the quarterback all night. If Arkansas would have, we would be praising, you know, especially uh, what's his name there off the edge. I mean, he he lived yep, in Landon Jackson. Yeah, that that big bastard. I tell you, he. If anybody's got a role in wrestling or movies after football, it's that guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The Hitman. <laughs> They were going to do that. If they're going to reboot that series, he needs to be in it. <laughs> well, listen to this, Shade. Last three SEC games for Mississippi State, they were all losses. They gave up 40 to Bama, 37 to South Carolina, 41 to LSU. How many points do we need here for Arkansas to keep Danny Enos off the hot seat here? I mean, like another 40-burger? Yeah, you got to. Mississippi State is – I mean, they – They've been bleeding too, you know. What I'm saying? Right, That's right. Secondary, the, the you should be licking your chops here if if you're looking to put some points out. Dan Enos, he wants to keep his job too, and he's going to have to put. Like I said, going to have to put a, it. Does it doesn't need to come down the kicker, even though Sam likes that kicker. You know, <laughs> yeah. can we play yeah. that clip? Let's throw that in here. Yeah. I thought this was funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's the he's probably the best <laughs> kicker in the country right now, Cam Little. You know what? Dude, I'm telling you, I love it. I love it when you got a cocky kicker, you know. <laughs> just, <laughs> just don't get a – you remember that one? What was the one that got hurt in the NFL? You celebrating? Remember yeah, him? Martin Grammatica. Yeah, Grammatica. Them boys, they could kick too, but camp, man. And then you watch the kickoff, and he's – I mean, he's hitting the back wall. So, I mean, this guy's just got a hell of a leg. Yeah. Just in regards to being home, have you felt any mood shift in the locker room knowing that you guys are back on friendly territory? <laughs> I haven't been in there yet, but – uh, I'm sure I will feel the excitement from the guys at at our team meeting today of, man, you know, because they love the fans. I mean, everybody does, you know. And uh, so I think – and from what I understand, we're almost full, you know, and which is really a, something to be said about the state of Arkansas, especially where we're sitting right now. Uh, but they come out and they're supporting the kids, and and that's what it's all about. We got to give them a reason as well. So we we need to come out and play well. But uh, we really appreciate appreciate or appreciative of that. I have a similar question, more maybe psychological. But you go, you know, you're four games on the road against some big logo teams, two and one, three and one, four and one, five and one, road warrior mentality, and you are coming home to friendly confines and Fayetteville yeah. home crowd. How do you manage that kind of shift in mindset just to make sure it, it shifts right? Because you guys have come up short, but you've battled yeah. on the road and making sure you keep that against a team that, you know, has gone 0-3 in conference at home. It's just a, it seems like a major shift. we got to win. We have to win. We have to win Saturday. And uh, to reach – Again, when the season starts, you have all these goals, you know, and there are still some on that we had, you know. Now, they may have been down here to get up here, but there are some still attainable goals that we have. And uh, our kids know. Um, I'm going to talk to them today about it. But this game Saturday is a big, big game for us. And they all are, Trey, but you keep backing yourself up into a corner, you know, at some point you got to go forward. And uh, and uh, we've proven that we've got a pretty good football team. We haven't proven we can win. And so uh, we've got to do that Saturday. I think our kids are understand that. There are some things in that locker room that, you know, the, the kids that have been here for four years have started – that we don't want to let loose, we don't want to let go of. I think there's a lot of motivation things, one of them being uh, getting back home and playing. And we want to show 
the state of Arkansas that we got a good football team, a good enough one to win. So there's a lot of motivation there. Um, yeah. Is there any kind of update on Will and Woody Marks? Do you expect them to play Saturday, and how are they kind of progressing? No, no update. I put them in with every other guy. All right. Gave them limited reps last week because they've played the vast majority of the snaps, and every single guy on the roster is on a day-to-day evaluation, and everyone who's medically cleared to play and able to play will play, and if if they're not, then they don't. Well, where they yeah, another place they got a hell of a leg, Shane, is in Columbia, Missouri, with the thicker kicker. <laughs> and they're red hot. They're hosting South Carolina yeah. this weekend. They've owned South Carolina. You know, that doesn't mean much for this matchup. It's every game's independent, obviously. But uh what will you be looking for for South Carolina? Again, basically a must win for them. Yeah. Because they gotta steal one somewhere. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is Mizzou. I'm not saying it is, but uh Mizzou's red hot. Trying to get to 10, maybe 11 wins, yeah, like yeah. someone predicted. But uh, thoughts on South Carolina at Missouri. Rivalry, Columbia Bowl. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's exactly what it is. They just don't need to take their foot off the gas. Yeah. You know, that's the only thing I'm afraid of when it comes to Mizzou. Just keep rolling, man. Keep rolling. They can't wait. Speak of rolling. They can't wait to see me rolling here with 17 <laughs> beers tonight. I guess if you're watching this tonight at six o'clock, be sure to get on there. We're gonna we're gonna pound 16 cold ones. And if you got some questions, be able to. Isn't it 17? Oh, how many did I say? 16. I'll see. 15? Did I say 15? <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, but I, I will say, be ready to rock and roll tonight. Have those questions in. Mike's going to fire off a tweet later today. Yep. And if you got some mailbag questions, uh, they're going to be at, they're going to be answered by some pretty drunk <laughs> Tennessee fans here. So, uh, But, hey, I'll say this, brother. I am a fan of Mizzou. I, I, I've always been – I've been I've been carrying them along. I think that, you know, 10 wins – is very, very reasonable, feasible, you know, but there's still that glimmer of hope to make it to an SEC championship. You know, you, you know we're going to talk about Brock here in a little bit, being hurt. You know, that's a that's a, that's a a big one, you know, and that's yeah. going to impact a few of these games. So I'm not saying it's going to maybe help this weekend, but it, 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 it may come in play because Brock was a guy that I had, you know, as a, as a Heisman candidate, and my, my only criteria was – if you remove this player, it would be detri- detrimental to that team. So we're about to find out, Mike, how detrimental yeah. it is to the Georgia Bulldogs. But but that's the key. Now, on the other side, South Carolina, we said this last year after they got shellacked by Florida Gators. Yeah. They were in the ditch, put them down. They are done. And then all of a sudden, that second half, they woke up. So that's what they need, man. They just need I – don't, I don't know if it's a team-only meeting or something, but they need to rally from within – and, and try to make a strong run here at the end of the season. And they really got the offense going. Uh, and that's yeah. lost. Whenever you lose, no one cares. No one, no one yeah. gives a shit on what you've improved. But they got the offense rolling last week right. against a, you know, a, a defensive efficiency. Florida was number five in the SEC. They mm-hmm. scored thirty nine on them. Well, thirty. Well, whatever. But they they scored on Florida, and they scored enough. When you score thirty nine at home, you should win. Yeah. Uh, if they can get Spencer going, and that's the one thing about Mizzou, Shane, that. Lost in all this hype, which they deserve. They deserve all of it. But the defense, they have not lived up to the billing. Not yet, anyway. But no. I'm not saying they're awful, but they were a lot better last year, I thought. Yeah. And what if Spencer gets hot? Like, they get the running game going. Yeah. I think South Carolina can really make this competitive. I think it's going to be a four-quarter ball game. Is there – what's the over-under over, over under on this one? should be a lot it's of It's a seven-point spread, 60-point over-under. You like offense? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you hate defense? This is not your – you like defense, this ain't your game. Uh, you can't really tweet the coach now because he went silent, radio silent on Twitter. That's never a good sign when no. you're – coordinator goes private you know what i'm saying <laughs> seems like every year about this time when the south carolina coordinators <laughs> are ghosting so <laughs> but i i get it because if south carolina pulled this upset they'd be sitting at mm-hmm. three and four no one's happy about three and four but how much goodwill would that buy beamer and company that i mean this this would be a hell of a win over a six and one ranked missouri team that remember last year shane i think there's some bad blood here yeah. there's bad blood all over the Eight, SEC. Yeah. South Carolina was ranked. Mm-hmm. And in comes Mizzou 
and ended that yeah. very quickly. That I was think the, I walked that game. I think, you did. I think I did. Yeah, boy, that place was rocking. So, uh, but they took the they took the wind right out of their sails. So uh, th- this is this is a game. T- two teams, even though we got one right now, top twenty five, one all the way down. You still pull South Carolina right now. They are not afraid this team, and it's so it's crazy. Out of all the South Carolina guys we talked to at Media Days, all the Mizzou guys we talked to at Media Days, this is the game that kept coming up. You yeah. know that they, they hate each other. They can't wait. Well, I will say Arkansas and Mizzou. That was, uh, you know what, Mizzou <laughs> hates a lot of people too. You know what I'm saying? Now I think about it. <laughs> I mean, I know I've said this phrase before. I, I, I'd heard a long time ago. You know, we want to attack success. We don't want to fear failure. And, you know, in those situations, you got to be willing to attack it, knowing that um, you, you give it your best shot, and, and sometimes it's going to work, and sometimes it's not, and you don't, you're not afraid of whatever the result's going to be. And in that game, in that situation, we know we had scouted the situation. We know we had practiced it well, and, and we knew we needed a spark, and, you know, our guys stepped up and delivered. At, at this moment in our program, you know, we're going to choose to believe in our players and let those guys go make plays. And... Um, if the result's not the result, I'm more than happy to blame myself. And when it is what it is, then we're going to shower those guys with the plays. We're just we're going to attack success here. You talked a lot on Saturday about how life is about responding to adversity. A lot of the defensive guys today saying they feel like they've been playing with, like, with a chip on their shoulder in practice the last couple of days. Just how have you seen them so far these last couple of days responding to the adversity? Yeah, I don't worry about our guys. We got great people in this program, and, and I've said it before. You know, our culture is is strong and. Uh, these players care, and nobody was more hurt and upset about Saturday than than the people in this building were, and uh, um, because they put a lot into it. And when you put a lot into something, it you care and you really really hurt. And those guys certainly hurt on Saturday and were disappointed uh, with the performance. But one thing about this group is is uh, they respond every single week and. Uh, today was a fantastic practice, and Sunday night was a good practice, just like I told you guys it would be. I think in the post game press conference, and and uh, it was, and you know they want to, they put a lot into this, and they want to have success, and and uh, you know we got high character people in this program, and uh, they respond the right way. <laughs> well, I'll tell you who they shouldn't hate, Shane, and that's my bookie. Head on over to mybookie.ag today, my bookie sports book. Proud sponsor of That SEC Podcast. Head on over and use promo code That SEC. Shane, they got a new offer for our listeners. It's called the 200 Cash Bonus. Come on. With that promo code, That T-H-A-T-S-E-C, over at mybookie.ag today. Sign up for a new account, and they're willing to throw 200 bucks in your account as a cash bonus today. Bet any, bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with my bookie. And one and 11? I mean, we should be charging for this, Mike. Instead, we're giving you $200 to get on there and make some damn money. I mean, this is a streak, son. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe it. But. I can't either. I can't, you know, there's some sucker in Vegas that we don't know about mm-hmm. that's taking all the credit. He listens to the show. He comes out with, like, I think the opposite of Shane. And they're like, oh, man, this guy can't miss, you know? Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. The podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code THATSEC for $20 off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co 
Snag tickets without the stress. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code THATSEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem THATSEC for 20 bucks off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Well, I'll tell you who better not miss this weekend, Shane. That's Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Because we got the Ole Miss Rebels going into Auburn. This More bad blood here, Shane. Yeah. Turn... Down Auburn, depending on who you ask. They didn't offer him. Yeah, okay. But there was all that drama. Lane and and Hugh, not big fans of one another. Right. Stealing players, stealing coaches. This is uh you know, this is gonna be one of the most anticipated games short of the Iron Bowl, I think, for the, these home fans at Jordan Hare Stadium. Yeah. Big time matchup is a good opportunity for Auburn to steal some momentum, get that first conference win under Hugh Freeze. Meanwhile, Ole Miss had two weeks to prepare. It ain't going to be easy. They are favored on the road. They're the only SEC team favored as a road team this week is Ole Miss. Uh, are you buying Ole Miss? Not, I, not too many points, though, is it? No, six and a half right okay. now. And the, yeah. it, it opened at five, so right. it was even fewer before. But are you buying Ole Miss? Because I still – they're hard to, for me to put a finger on. And, and I'm, not, I'm not buying them as an elite team just yet. You know, I think what helps, I don't know if it helps. It's just, again, similar to LSU. You know, there's 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 a handful of teams in this conference right now that have the ability to just put up 100 points. And Ole Miss is one of them. And I, I think that really plays favor going against teams like, like you know, um, Auburn here that may not be able to go toe-to-toe with that. So, so. Yes, I, I think Ole Miss. I'm buy. I'm in. I'm buying in on Ole Miss. Okay. I, I bought in. I, in fact, I wish we could watch the Alabama game again. I think it'd be better. <laughs> you know, now that the, the kind of the monkey's off their back. But this is a team that still finds ways to win, whether it be through the rushing, whether it be through passing, whether it be through defense. It, it's it's just Lane Kiffin and, and company have just got it kind of figured out here. So right. unlike some of the teams they've had in the past where we thought, man, you know, a couple of injuries and this team is done. No, I, I think we're starting to see a little bit more seniority from this program. We're starting to see some of that competitive depth. And uh, they have legs, man. They have the ability to make a run for it. So, no, I, I like Ole Miss. Any idea? I mean, last week it was – I think the spread was 11, Auburn at LSU. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of, hmm, what do they do? Yeah. And now we're sitting here open at five, now it's six and a half. What do they know? Because yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Ole Miss, they could blow their doors off. Yeah. They really could. But it's a night game. Is Jordan here? Jordan. Jordan. I can't. You're yeah. here. But, you yeah. know, crazy shit happens in that stadium. Yeah. At night. Especially with Hugh Freeze involved. So, I know. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just way off here. Because they did look. They looked awful last week. Let's right. call it what it is. But maybe LSU is really good. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I just. I think it's funny. It's like sometimes you don't you don't get it, but then you're looking at the end of the game. It's tied up. Mm-hmm. And whoever wins, like, like you're like, how did Vegas know this? Right. How did they figure this out? You know. It's what are the like, odds? This is one of those. Do you think? It, it has to be. It has to be. And I think. I think the key is home field advantage. It's real. You got to see it with Georgia. Mm-hmm. Say what you want. They should have beat Georgia. Could have beat Georgia, I should yeah. say. You know what I'm saying? Hell, if they played, if, if Brock would have got hurt this week, they def, they would have lost that game. You know, so I don't know, man. Maybe they know something we don't. But that place was electric, and you know they know they got a good coach. They know that the future is bright. You know, and they're going to be there. They're going to be loud. And who knows? Maybe Ole Miss gets rattled. So it's it's. it's I still think this is going to be one of the games that we open up a show with, you know? Right. And, of course, maybe I'm looking at the wrong weather service. People kept, like, they said I was wrong all the time. But it's saying the game time weather, Shane, 69 degrees. Mm-hmm. That's perfect for Kiffin and Freeze, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Absolutely. Could this be the win, though, that kind of propels Auburn to a big second half, you think? I don't know about propel, but – 
the the thing with Auburn is we said that there's going to be a game or two in this schedule that Hugh sneaks up and gets a big win. And we're and running out of time on that. We're running out of time. So I can't keep saying it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Till last week, I'm like, well, you know, it's, we it's said this with the Iron Bowl, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think now or never, if you're looking for, if Hugh's looking for one and he says, hey, if I can get this one, we'll be all right. I think, I think Ole Miss is there. Top 25 win. That would be massive. For first year, Hugh Freeze. Do we need to see more Robbie Ashford? Plus, it's Ole Miss, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was a lot of bridges burned during that process. And, right. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to mean more to one coach at this game than it does the other, and he does not coach for Ole Miss. Shane, I'm going to blow your mind here in a second. I'll be the judge of that. Who leads Auburn in rushing? Who leads Auburn in rushing, like, for the year? Yes, sir. This okay. this season, Peyton Thorn. Damn, you're good. You, I got glasses, man. <laughs> you can't get by me. That's a problem, though. Man, That's... you should see me with the athletic questions right now, man. <laughs> That's a problem, though, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, we got we got to get this. This this. I mean, no disrespect to him, but yeah, it's we got to get some of these other backs going. Oh, yeah. Well, you got arguably one of the best in the country back there, and I don't right. know. I don't know why we're not figuring that side out, but again. If there's no threat to throw, then that's your threat. The only quarterback threat you got is them running the ball. Right. You know, hey, let's put three deep and then open up some running lanes for our quarterback. That kind of seems like the recipe right now. Mm -hmm. But we really need – I think the running game will open up if we could find some downfield passing. But, again, what week are we in? You know what I'm saying? We may yeah. not have it this year. Yeah. Lane, you mentioned Auburn being a, a different team at home. What What makes that the case in your mind? I don't know that answer. I mean, the analytics support it, certainly. Um, you can see our record there. Um, you know, we, we like breaking records and doing things. So someone said, if we win this game, it's the first back-to-back -back wins against Auburn in 71 years. So that's a pretty exciting thing to be able to do. I just think that place, um, having played it here, having played it at Alabama, um, just sometimes has kind of some magical things happen in it. Uh, that they're always sold out. Fans seem to be in it all the game from, you know, from the beginning on, and they seem to play better there, especially at night. If you look at the stats over the years, coach, um, you know, offensively, we we've we we've obviously it's well documented. We've struggled to be consistent, and we had four possessions in that game to cut it to a one-score game. Not saying we would have won the game or, or 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 what would have happened, but it certainly would have given us confidence and, and momentum. And we had three before the half and one right out of the half, and we found a way in three of the four um, to to kill the drive. And I say we found a way. That's coaches and players. Um, you know, one of the four give LSU total credit for for that, but. Um, those the margin of error again for where we are um we we can't do that i mean let's just imagine if we get 10 points out of those four drives you know it's then you know 20 to 17 and we got three points out of those four drives and it was 20 to 10 and then it kind of snowballed after that but um you know we'll continue to try every personnel to make sure we're we're playing the best kids I think this, the plan was good. Um, awful start. I don't think that helped. Um, with the first possession uh, going like it did, I thought that uh, we, we looked um, like zombies a bit on the sideline after that. And it just um, it, it kind of snowballed. But um, no, no real earth-shaking personnel changes just to try to get the best plan that our kids understand that they can execute with who we have. You know, it's one thing to walk out there and say, hey, man, I know we can throw a post route. Well, great. All right, who's going to run that post route, and is he going to run it correctly, and is he able athletically to beat this corner if that matchup's there, and who's going to throw it, and are we good enough to do that and win the game? And if we are, we got to figure out exactly who those people are. 
So we're, we're having a lot of discussions that go into certain plays that um, truthfully I haven't had a lot of. Final game here, Shane. Army mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at LSU. LSU, huge favorite. Yeah. I think it's up to 30 points now. Tiger Stadium at night. I mean, this this ain't going to be pretty. So no. I, I'm not sitting here asking. Yes, a 30-point spread. Yeah. And the yeah. over-under is 57. So it's like, <laughs> I'm not asking you to give us an analysis on, on Army here, but uh, what will you be looking for from LSU? And keep in mind, they are they get the bye next week, mm-hmm. and then they're at Bama. Huge showdown. Yeah. So we can't have a look ahead. We got to stay hot. Alabama's about to get in a rock fight with Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, you could not ask for two different teams here, LSU and, and Alabama, but that's that's a week out. Well, two weeks out, really. But uh, what would you be looking for for LSU? Um, Clean, simple game here, Mike. Uh, I, I, I would love to see a scenario where Daniels doesn't even touch the field second half because you're right. I mean, you look at Georgia. You you miss – I mean, if, if, if he goes down – and I'm not saying that's happening. I'm not trying to put any evil on anybody, but you put neighbors down. You put some, you know, some of these piv- some of these guys yeah. that you're going to need the following week uh, after that buy. That's that's what I'm looking for. Is just hey, go out here, knock this thing out early. Tell Jay not to run. He cannot come outside the the ta- you know the the tackles there. And uh, yeah, just call it a game. I'd say it. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this game. I just want to talk about how easy and boring and. You know, no, no. Sta- I mean, this should be the last game we talk about next uh, when we meet Sunday. Monday. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing though, Shane. They, I really want to see from this. I want to see the defense keep getting better. Yeah. They, they showed they had strides. Yeah. And there's nothing they do against Army. People are going to be like, they're back, baby. You know, they limited mm-hmm. Army. I, that's not the point. But the point is, under Brian Kelly, we have seen in his just his one year, and I think fair to say in this year too. They keep getting better yeah. as the season goes on. And I think we need to see that defense continue to make strides because it's going – the rest of the schedule is a gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think they got Georgia State in there, but the rest of the SEC is a, is a gauntlet. So we, we can't just have a liability. If, if Army scores more than 20 points, yeah, they ain't got a, they don't got a prayer in Alabama. Right. You know what I mean? Like we got to – like you're saying, they don't even have to score a ton, Shane, because they may get 30 points up yeah. and then say, let's put the backups in. Yeah. But it better be 30 to 3, 30 yeah. to 6. You know what I mean? Like, this this has got to be a defense. Got I mean, Army lost last week, Shane, 19-0 to Troy. Yeah. They've lost to BC. They lost to Syracuse. Uh, yeah, this this is not a great team. And, and the defense needs to show that. If, if we're getting exposed by Army – I don't think it's getting fixed. Yeah. Well, let me ask you on that note, just because we are getting close to the end here, which is sad. I hate talking about the end, but we got we got a race in the West that Alabama's leading right now. Mm-hmm. Is if you were tearing this thing up, okay, tier one most likely going to be in the SEC championship. I, I think we'd both agree that'd be Alabama out of the West, right? Unfortunately. For me. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I think a snot came out on that one there. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. But that second tier, so we're grading here 90 to 80%, mm-hmm. um, kind of possible here. Who Who's going to be in that group? I think it's only LSU. Only LSU. Because I, yeah. I am not buying into Ole Miss. I don't know. So you're why. just completely out on Ole Miss. Okay. Not completely. Yeah. But – they got to win at Georgia, but a tier. So you're putting them in a totally different bracket. If we're thinking, so Alabama snowballs chance in hell. Okay, is there? Yeah, about the same as A and M. Even though they're A and M's two and two, Ole Miss is two and one in SEC play. If Ole Miss wins the SEC championship, <laughs> <laughs> we get a tattoo of their dog, his dog on your ass somewhere. <laughs> a juice tattoo. Yeah, juice tattoo. Uh, I mean, I. I'll I'll make that bet, yeah. Okay, because okay. it ain't. Happening. Well, it don't have to be on your ass. Let's let me clean that up for the kids, listeners at home. <laughs> it, just somewhere, small little juice tattoo. You're not going to stop. Don't say juice. You got to put the dog <laughs> on there. You know, I don't think you should roll it. <laughs> You're not going to stop until I get a tattoo, know, are you? Every week, bro. <laughs> all right. Uh, real quick on the other side, no tattoo involved on this one. Most likely Georgia, I would say. Correct. Oh yeah, yeah. 
second tier, similar to LSU, would you have someone else right there? Kind of in that confidence level that you have with LSU on the east side? Mm. I'm looking at you, Mizzou. Yeah, I I, th- I would rope in Florida, Mizzou, and Tennessee. All three of them. Okay. All same the same. Tier. But would they be in the same Now, the category? key to that, though, Shane? Yeah. None of them's played Georgia. Right. So that's that's kind of why they're in that tier. It's just show me something against Georgia. Yeah, yeah. That's what's going to come down three, to. three right now, who do you have more confidence in beating Georgia? Mizzou. Okay. Even though it's in Athens. Yeah. You get that, Georgia fans? I'm on the wagon. I don't know. <laughs> we need more than one player to get hurt for this dynasty to end, you know? <laughs> I'm not saying that's likely. I'm saying most yeah. likely. I, yeah. I thought that was You've a question. Changed it. He's wearing a Georgia shirt. <laughs> Is that Georgia or Bama? No, Arkansas. Arkansas. Okay. I can't keep up with these colors. Yeah. Hey, get on there. If you want to buy a shirt, don't we sell them somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, T-Public. They, they keep taking them down. I have to keep posting them. Oh, okay. So apparently yeah. we're in violation of the law. Well, that sounds fun. That sounds like something this podcast would do. Right. So as long as if I just found that loop around. Not driving tomorrow. I've already, uh, or tonight if you're listening, I've got me a designated driver coming over here to pick me up. Oh, okay. Not that I need him. Just kidding, I do. <laughs> I do. I, don't, don't drink and drive. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's so joke. remind the folks one last time. What, what time is this going down? Six o'clock tonight, right? Live. It's going to be live action. So uh, be sure to jump on. Uh, we got a fantastic YouTube community. Really funny. I'm funny bastards in there. You'll have a good yeah. time. Uh, load up, hit subscribe, and then you can turn your notifications on. So as soon as we go live, maybe you forget about it. It'll trigger on your phone. You'll be like, oh, yeah, them boys are on there. Let's see how drunk they are. Let's check in on Cousin Shane and see how, <laughs> how wasted he is. Cause it's live, you know. I can't. I'm, I've been thinking, well, we might have to move some of these cameras because I'm going to have to take a leak a couple of times. You know, once that seal's broken, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're going to have fun. Uh, look forward to seeing everybody on there. And, uh, you know, a bet's a bet. So I got to pay up. Yep. So it's a win-win. That's that's my favorite one. <laughs> hey, Shane did this on purpose, you know? Well, we appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Good balls. Hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.